Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. Every week, we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles empowering us to build a great life. Last week, we talked about lessons from Washington, D.C., the Iron Cowboy, and positive thinking. This week, we listened to 32 podcast episodes. The two best ones talked about patience and finding the good. The second one is one of the best ones I've listened to in months. But first, wanted to share the bonus thought for this episode. And the idea is that this week we should try and throughout our life, we should dare to be different. And this comes from a lot of different places, but I feel like for so long in my life, I've tried to fit in and be normal. And I've, I've realized how not only is normal boring, but it's also not helpful. And one way to look at this is last week, there were the democratic debates. And it was so interesting to see how the people that are different are the ones that stand out and are successful. I think a great example of this is Pete Buttigieg, who's only 37 years old. And so many people would say this disqualifies him or he's not experienced enough. But throughout the debate, he continually, and throughout his whole campaign, he's continuously going back to this point of his youth and he's turning this weakness into a strength. And because of that, because he's so young, he's different and he stands out. And people really have liked that and it's made him get more attention, more donations, and more success in the polls. And it's not just Pete. I think it also shows with Tulsi Gabbard, John Delaney, and even Marianne Williamson. She's so different from everyone else on the stage that she stands out. And for a lot of people find that refreshing and they find it positive. And so I, I also wanted to share a while back, I met someone, I was talking to him on the subway, and he said that he was going to med school, and, and at, at the time I was considering it myself, and I felt like I didn't have the background for it, that I hadn't taken, I, chemistry wasn't my major in, in college, and I didn't have the science and everything that I needed, so I asked him what his major was, what he studied in college, and he told me something that I did not expect at all. He said that he was a music major. And I was so surprised and I remember asking him if that made it really hard to get into med school. And he said that he thought it was actually the exact opposite. That med schools get so many applications and the traditional applicant and most of them have very similar backgrounds. They have studied chemistry, biology, pre-med, but when someone receives an application from a music major, it stands out and it's different to them. And he said because of that, he thought he was able to get in when he maybe wouldn't have with the traditional background if he just tried to fit in. And he also talked about how it gave him a different perspective and set of skills which actually helped him in med school. So I know this was a longer bonus episode or bonus part than normal, but I think this is such a powerful principle that we often try to fit in and when we do that we hide our greatest strengths and we discount and diminish what we can bring to the table and how we can help others. So this week, try to dare to be different. 
The first podcast from this week comes from How I Built This. They interviewed Angie and Dan Bastian, founders of Boom Chicka Pop. If you haven't heard of it before, it is incredible popcorn that is super addicting, so be careful. But it was really interesting to hear about their journey. They, when they started, they both had full-time jobs, but they wanted to make money to save for their children's college. And it's interesting, we always hear, you need to find your passion to be successful. But at least for them, the passion came after the product. And so they were never passionate necessarily about kettle corn. That wasn't their life's purpose. But they did have their purpose of providing for their children. And they needed more money, so they decided to create kettle corn, start producing it and selling it. And after 16 years of hustle and struggle and ups and downs, they sold the company for $250 million, which is an incredible success, but it shows the time necessary to succeed. It also took a lot of effort. They tried other ideas that had failed, and people thought they were weird for doing this. And they really had to be patient and love the process. They said it was exhilarating to sell popcorn outside the grocery store. I can think of a lot of things that are exhilarating, but selling popcorn in the hot, in the cold, outside a grocery store is not one of them. But again, they found joy in their journey. And it was interesting, Angie was a nurse, very well-respected job, and she would see people from the hospital and they would wonder what she was doing and they'd question her and judge her. But they, again, they knew what their purpose was and they wanted to provide for their children. So they were able to push through and they didn't care what other people thought of them or if they were judging them. And their product was so good that people came to them and asked them to sell in their stores. And I think this shows the importance of doing our job really well right now. They said when they started, they weren't thinking about becoming millionaires or creating a huge brand that is sold in Costco and Target. They just wanted to make the best kettle corn that they could. And as they did that, more and more opportunities came to them. I really liked the host asked them how they did it, how they got through these 16 years. And they said they never had any money, but they still had a lot of fun and it made it easier to get through the hard times. I really like that principle that money does not equal happiness, that we can still find joy and have fun in the process while we're still going through those hard times. And the last point, I really liked Angie said that Dan, her husband's strategy, is when everything is going south, he goes north. They pushed all their chips in during the recession when other people weren't investing. It was a great opportunity for them. And again, they patiently dared to be different and that's what led to their success. The last podcast from this week is one of the best ones we've listened to in a long time. It comes from Beyond the Uniform. And this week they interviewed Charlie Plum. Charlie graduated from the Naval Academy and then he became a fighter pilot. He flew 74 combat missions in Vietnam 
and was five days from going home when he was shot down. Charlie became a prisoner of war for six years. It was really incredible to hear about how he was able to get out of this incredibly hard situation and how he became stronger because of it. And it was really interesting. At the start, Charlie said that 30% of people in the Vietnam War had post-traumatic stress, but prisoners of war only had a 4% rate. And that shows the power of community and positive thinking. And it, it really was incredible to hear about his positive attitude. Charlie said he was able to get through those six years of isolation and torture by following his mother's advice. She taught him that there are always good things and bad things, but the key in life is to find and focus on the good. Charlie said in any situation in life, you can always control your attitude. He said we put ourselves in prison by how we react to our challenges. He said we have to find the value in those obstacles and challenges. But it wasn't always easy for Charlie. He said that when he first became a prisoner of war, he was upset at the war, at the leaders, and he was really frustrated and struggling when James Stockdale, the leader of the, of the inmates that was also a prisoner of war, came to him and said, Charlie, you're not a victim. He said, you need to fight for what matters. And Stockdale's motto was to return with honor. And it was really powerful. I liked the host asked Charlie, how do you uncover your purpose? And I like this question because it shows that our purpose is within us. We just have to do some digging and some searching. And I love Charlie's response. He said, get involved, get off the couch and go do something. And this shows that we can find our purpose in a lot more than just our job. He talked about the importance of service and of relationships. And he also talked about how resilience comes when you find the good in your tough situation. So Charlie was married to his high school sweetheart and in prison he constantly thought about her and their future. He said that he had so much time that he, he knew exactly what he was going to get her for every single gift for the next 20 years. He thought about where they would live, what they would do, their future children. And then three months before he came home, she divorced him and married someone else. And I can't imagine how tough this would be. After he's a prisoner of war, he comes home only to find that he's alone and no longer married. But again, to overcome this setback, he followed his mother's advice that in any situation, there is always good and bad. We have to choose to find the good. And he decided that something good would come from this. So he wasn't upset at his ex-wife, but instead he just focused on the, on the future. As we talked about last time, he faced the future. He faced forward. And he... He talked about, it was interesting because it showed that he became mentally tough as a prisoner of war, but he still had to use those skills when he goes through hard times. It's not a one-time fix and we don't just become strong and then we never struggle or suffer again, 
but we learn those tools that can help us when we go through the hard times. Charlie said that resilience is a muscle that we build and like exercise, we have to use it on a daily basis. And to do this, he tries to fill his mind with positive nutrition or thoughts and he still physically exercises. And his final message that I really like after six years of being a POW and going through a really hard divorce, he said his final message was that we have a choice and it is up to us. In closing, we hope these tactics and tools about patience and finding the good help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thank you for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It's exciting to see it grow and again, hopefully just helping someone out there. And thank you so much for listening. We know you're really busy and it means a lot that you're here. So thanks again and we'll see you on Friday.